Hey, awesome. Hola, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the special NCAA tournament spring break edition of the Weekly Awesome. Woo! That's right. It's a drinking game edition. So whether you're at work or at home, pour yourself a scotch, and every time you hear the word awesome, drink some water, because this is a game for water. Don't drink it if you get sick and drink too much it wasn't our fault we were telling you to drink water but not too much because that's a thing uh fellas it's been an awesome week last week not so awesome technical difficulties uh led to the weekly awesome having a week off while still doing the show so we'll bring you some of the highlights from last week's episode um but uh, we're back we're here we're ready and uh yeah fellas how was your week pretty awesome mine was yeah it was awesome <laughs> yeah i uh i realized a lifelong dream and moved back into my parents basement at the age of 30 i'm in my childhood bedroom i feel like i'm really thriving <laughs> but you're on a hit pod louis nothing can bring you down i i missed the pre-podcast conversation where you explained that one louis bubba you can feel free to edit this out but louis why why can i ask why yeah my uh my uh my roommate sold his house um, okay and it ended up selling really quickly and then he ended up moving the closing date up a week so it got real tight with time and yep nope so yeah i'm uh back in the st cloud awesome uh, <laughs> thanks <laughs> sorry. everybody sorry let's get I'm sorry um i i had, <laughs> i had kind of an awesome ish week um I just got back from New York City today. Um, I think I said this on last week's pod that people didn't get a chance to listen to, but I think it's not a secret. I, I keep it a secret, at least try to keep the where's and the who's a secret, but it, it isn't a secret that I teach high school and work with high school kids, and I just got done bringing back 40-plus uh, high school students from New York City. Um, we were there. We left there Thursday. We got back today, which is Monday as we record this pod, and Saw lots of lots of cool things, did lots of cool things that you do when you're in New York City, Brooklyn Bridge, Empire State Building, Broadway Show, Times Square, all that business. So it's always a fun place to visit, fun place to see. Uh so yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know what's not awesome though, if I can be if I can be frank about this. Uh being in New York as a trip chaperone, because one of the fun things about New York is going to New York and getting a beer at a pub and Having a drink when you go see a show and going to New York without doing those things feels like going to New York, but you're like missing a finger. Like what, so, you didn't drink. No, you didn't drink with your students. No, no. So anyway, that was you just bought them beer to take back to the hotel. But well, yeah, right. <laughs> of course, you didn't actually drink naturally. With them. Yeah. yeah, we got wasted. With the band and choir directors on the band and choir trip in high school. You remember that? Oh, man. Never thought I could smoke so much dope in my life, but they showed us how to party. I think he's joking. I don't know. I didn't go on that trip. <laughs> we went to Six Flags and Medieval Times, and that's about it. It's uh, it's shaping up to be another good week. Last week, I think the best part uh, we all could agree was that the NCAA tournament began, and... Uh, uh, I know I caught a bunch of games. Louie caught a bunch of games. Bill, I'm assuming you probably didn't catch many. I didn't. You were, yeah, uh, I was in New York. Around. But uh, great start to the week. We're going to talk about that coming up here uh, in our first segment in sports in a little bit. Uh, but uh, let's get the show going. Drinking game applies. So every time you hear awesome drink, awesome. 
All right, drink of the week. Bill, what are you drinking? I am back to the, I think this was my drink of the week a couple weeks ago, but it's still in my basement, a half a bottle of it anyway, at least a half a bottle when we started the podcast. Um, Basil Hayden's bourbon, um, still like it, still good. It's like I think I said a couple weeks ago, it's on the sweeter side as far as bourbons go, but that doesn't bother me. I'm happy with it. So it's really smooth, good bourbon. Smooth is good. Louis, what are you drinking? Um, well, as you mentioned, I was watching a lot of basketball. Um, I spent better part of three days with some buddies, basically just consuming only cheese products um, and beer, or at least only eating food that involved lots of cheese and drinking beer. Mm. Um, Sounds like a yummy poop. So I um I did I did have some rather I did have some rather formidable gas for a better part of the weekend. So apologies to my friend. Um so I am actually drinking oh, I'm gonna get so much shit for this. Uh Yogi brand detox tea. Oh, um, I have a box so my, of that upstairs. My, my organs kinda hurt and it's supposed to promote liver function, so um we'll see how that goes. So I will uh I'll just take a prescription pill every time you say awesome, uh, <laughs> which we do condone and promote. So, uh. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I am drinking New Belgian 1554 Black Lager. Um, born of a flood and centuries-old Belgian text, 1554 Black Lager uses a lager yeast strain and dark chocolatey malts to redefine what dark beer can be. Uh, those are not my own words. Uh, that was <laughs> really? New Belgium describe. Uh, really, truly, those were not my words. Uh, that is what New Belgium has to say about their own beer. I will say, uh, I thought that lagers and ales were like brewed differently. I thought they tasted differently. It just tastes kind of like a normal porter to me. Um, and it, yeah, it, I don't know if it redefines dark beer, but it like, it exists and it like is fine. So, uh, New Belgium, fifteen fifty four, it'll do the trick. All right. First segment. Oh, oh, sorry, Weber. <laughs> awesome song of the week, number one. Song of the week, number one. Bill, what are we listening to? I put on one of my favorite albums uh, on the flight back from New York today, and one of my favorite albums to listen to cover to cover is the um, Sinatra Live at the Sands album. He recorded it, I think, mm. in the early 60s. And I just like it because it's it's Frank Sinatra doing a lot of tunes that we're used to Frank Sinatra singing, but it's also Frank doing some tunes that we don't hear him do very often. Um, and he's performing live with the Count Basie Orchestra, which is pretty great. Um, the tune that I picked for my tune of the week is a song that's a Frank Sinatra classic. We've all heard him sing it countless times, but the live version has a little bit more punch to it. It's a slightly different arrangement. Um, actually, I just found out in reading about this album the other day that all of these arrangements for this live performance were done by none other than Quincy Jones. So oh, wow. yeah, Quincy Jones in the sixties is writing arrangements for Frank Sinatra. And then in the late seventies and eighties, he's producing albums for Michael Jackson. I mean, that guy, he's worked with a lot of people anyway. So uh, a cool arrangement and also just fun because it's a live performance, cool little piano intro where you can hear Count Basie playing the piano and Frank doing a little talking, just being cool like Frank is. So this is the live from the Sands edition of Frank Sinatra singing Fly Me to the Moon with the Count Basie Orchestra. That's Johnny Mercer and Harold Allen.
Now this man here is gonna take me by the hand and he's gonna lead me down the right path to righteousness and all that other mother jazz in the right tempo. Fly me to the moon. Let me swing among those stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song. Let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I Studded cast there. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. Mm. Tasty jam. All right. Sports, sports, sports. This week on sports, we're talking NCAA tournament. We've had some upsets uh, the first round. We had uh, a couple upsets in the second round. We got a few of the teams that we thought would uh, be where they're supposed to be, plowing over teams. Uh, it, it's an interesting look. I've really enjoyed watching so far. Louie, what have you seen? What are you liking? I think the I was listening to some something uh, earlier today, which made a good point, which is this: that um, one of the beauties of the tournament is that that first two days there are so many games that um, it doesn't matter that most of them were poorly played and somewhat ugly because <laughs> the ending is out. There's always another game that's in the last two minutes, you know. Um, and so it's just exciting because it's exciting, you know? Um, yeah. I really can't imagine there being worse refereeing than I've seen over the course of it. Um, there has been some dog shit ref. And it just feels it feels like both teams should just start the game in double bonus or something because there's just so many fouls. So I mean, it's just... 
<laughs> it's just a lot of free throws and a lot of really whack charging calls and just um just a lot of whistles like it just the pace of it is just slow but it's still exciting as hell i just think that um some of the actual quality of the basketball has been a little sad but all in all good time and it's it's just i think by the way it's set up and organized is built to be fun even if the quality isn't always up to snuff so yeah it's, it's funny you should say that we were watching uh one i can't remember what the hell game it was one of the late games yesterday and my wife and i were sitting there and i pulled out my phone and i actually it, there was like three minutes and 10 seconds left and we had flipped back to this game from watching something else and it was a like, oh let's watch the last few minutes of the last few minutes of a college basketball game in the ncaa tournament take for goddamn ever ever and we sat three three minutes and 12 seconds is when i started it took 24 minutes for the game to end from right there there was like the longest series of timeouts ever and i wanted to punch the television it yeah and awful. i and i think the issue is just that like it's hard to get into a game at all when there's just no momentum to it and it just is getting stopped so frequently um be it tv timeouts or the fact that coaches can hoard timeouts to the end or the fact that there are just a million fouls being called um and we t- that we talked about that a little bit on the pod that wasn't last week too that that's part of one of college basketball's problems is just all the fouls the insistence on calling just the different things that the way they do the hand checking and the charging and all the different stuff um you know that doesn't let the game have really any flow to it and allows a team like a Bo Ryan team to be super successful because it's just it's just grinding it it it, it doesn't I don't know. It's uh, I used to I used to and I used to love that about college basketball. Like I loved that. Oh yeah, these guys are tough. The NBA, it's all offense, whatever. But over the last couple of years, I've I've really kind of done a one eighty on that. And I'd really I'd much rather watch a really good NBA game, regular season game, even like a you know a Warrior mm-hmm. Spurs or something like that, than a than an NCAA game. Even a really good NCAA game between two big powerhouses. I I think I'd rather. Well, and I and you know the shot clock is just too long. I mean yeah. you. How many possessions? Yeah. How many possessions in the tournament did you see where, um, you know the shot clock shot clock would be down to nineteen seconds or something, and the right. point guard had, had yet to do anything, and it was like, right. well, what are, what are we using these extra seconds for? Like, what's the point? I don't right. really understand it. You know, to right. to kill the shot clock. Yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. If if not twenty four, at least bring it down to thirty or something. It's 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 getting outrageous. Um, yeah, I agree with you too, Bill, but. Um, the beauty of it is, is there's always at least a couple good games those first few days, and so you get to flip around and, and catch them. Okay, of the of the big name teams left, and it's great that there's still a couple couple lower seeds and a couple, you know, Michigan State still fighting it out, and um, Ohio State had a nice run there. Big Ten did did all right. Uh, still, obviously, have Wisconsin in there too, but the big teams. Everyone said Kentucky. This is Kentucky's to lose. They haven't lost all year. They're so goddamn good, but they looked a little vulnerable for part of that Cincinnati game. And man, Duke looks like they can just punish everything like i hadn't seen a ton of these games these guys play more than you know a handful of the games that are on on the weekends whatnot and duke to me looks fucking unbeatable i i feel like they're them and kentucky get down to it duke's got this louis who do you got winning the whole thing kentucky uh they i mean what we were just talking about i think is the reason why i think that is that um they have just an amount of length and height that is just preposterous. And when the games get tight and when a lot of fouls are being called, their defense, I mean, it, it feels sometimes like they can decide to not let you score points or even get shots off if they want. Um, 
And I think that when games tighten up and more fouls get a called at the end, that they'll benefit from that. And I think the other thing is that if anyone gets in foul trouble on their team, they've got eight or nine more McDonald's All-Americans sitting there on the bench ready to go. <laughs> um, and they're all monster. I mean, they're all just really tall, long dudes. Um, so I just think I think that the the amount of pressure defensively that they're able to put and the athleticism is just too much, just overwhelming. So yeah, I think Kentucky and I don't think that means it's, you know, I don't think that means it can't be exciting if the, the best team just wins every game and wins it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I think Duke's tough. I think it could give them a good game, but um, yeah, I don't see any reason why they'll, well, they'll lose now. So Bill, who do you got? Well, I mean, it, it's hard to pick against Kentucky. They're now, I'm looking now, they're, of the 16 teams that are left now, they're now less, like, they're they're going to pay less than even money if you bet them to win the title at this point. The, the, according to one website I'm looking at, the, the odds are 10 to 11. So, they're, yeah, lower than even money to win the championship, which is crazy. Um, but I think you're right, Bubba. I think Duke, I, I didn't get a chance to watch, like you said, a lot this weekend, but I've seen some of their games, and I do think that Duke... Duke has a clutch quality about them that makes them a threat to this thing and that makes it possible for it to be pretty exciting. Um, they just have seemed to get big shots when they need them from some players. And, you know, Okafor sometimes is good. he's really good, really good. Um, so I don't know. I, I, It's hard for me to pick somebody for sure just because I, I barely was able to watch it all this weekend. But I think if anybody could could maybe stop Kentucky from winning this thing, I think Duke could be the team that could do it. Awesome. Them or UCLA. Them or UCLA. Yeah, right. All right. We got uh, we got some matchups coming this weekend. Uh, games start again here. When do they start, guys? On Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, yep. Thursday. Yep. Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Games start here on Thursday. Kentucky, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Wichita State, Wisconsin, UNC, Xavier, Arizona, NC State, Louisville, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Duke, Utah, and UCLA, Gonzaga. Next segment. Awesome news. We like to, from time to time, check in on our Favorite online news sources, type the word awesome into their uh, news search and find out what their best awesome news of the week is. Uh, this week, we're going to look to Google, BBC, and our favorite Fox News, who is two for two this year on sending us to places to get drunk. So we're going to hope they can keep that up. Woo First awesome news. Oh, and if you weren't listening, I said awesome 13 times. <laughs> God, I can feel my liver tingle. Mm. All right. First up, Google News. Top awesome news hit. This is super cool, and I watched the video before uh, before we started recording. The headline is, watch, this 95-year-old man just did something absolutely awesome in less than 60 seconds. Uh, a 95-year-old dentist, a uh, British dentist, just set the new world record uh, for the 200-meter indoor, uh, and he did it in under a minute, and... That dude is running faster than I am, and he's 95. You, you he's can, shuffling, and it looks awkward. You can run a 200 in under a minute, Bubba. <laughs> I, I, I could you not. Can, you I can walk am... it. <laughs> it's not that but far. he's 95. Okay, okay. Do you, do you, think, do you, think, you, do you think you, you can make, make it two football, football fields, fields in a minute? In a minute? Oh. <laughs> Actually, Louie, you might be pushing it. Yeah, now that I say it like that, like that, never, 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 it's pretty impressive to watch this 95 year old man shuffling around and the fact that they hold an event for 95 and over, uh, 
uh, track is pretty awesome. Oh, may I ask a maybe an impertinent question about this gentleman? Eight inches. <sighs> Did he maintain control over his bowels and bladder after completing the two hundred meter? Uh, I believe so. They, they the the video only stays. <laughs> Only stays in until like like a, probably five seconds after he crosses the finish line, but then they show him like a minute later standing next to what I would assume is his daughter or granddaughter who's clapping and laughing when they announce he just set a world record, and it didn't look like he had shat himself then. So okay. yeah, I think he held it all in. But also his his shorts were kind of baggy, mm. so he could have been could wearing have been a, adult 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 diaper. I don't know, um, but yeah, an impressive feat, pretty badass, and I definitely think it falls under the category. Awesome. Across the pond, BBC. What's awesome? Elite League, Cardiff Devils seven, Nottingham Panthers two. Ooh. Gentlemen, there is professional hockey in England. I did not know that. That's did awesome. you know that? No. Wait, Cardiff and who? Nottingham and Nottingham. Uh-huh. Doesn't surprise me that there's Cardiff, right? Like, well, that seems like a Welsh thing. Like hockey seems like it would appeal to Welsh and Scottish people. <laughs> Because they like to like, because they like, because they, they're, vi- cause cause they're, they're violent? violent by nature. A lot of gingies. And they're like, yeah. So I, I feel like it would just, you know, just, yeah. But remember the episode of Doctor Who where Strax just loves Scotland because he yeah. just gets to go to the bar and just fight people all the time. I feel like, yes, yeah. I and I feel like Welsh people, I this is probably going to be super insulting to Welsh people because I don't know them other than the stereotypes I see on TV. But I feel like they have some of that similar like violence running through their veins that Scottish people stereotypically have. I'm just I'm just hammering Great and Britain stereotypes right now. The Welsh are going to Twitter at us and they're going to be so mad. And hockey too, by implication. I mean, you're really all these well, people are just violent goons apparently. Yeah, no, because people love hockey for the beauty of it. Don't worry, folks. We're talking about. Yeah, hockey are we going to talk a, about a hockey a little segments. bit later on the podcast too? We yeah. are going to be talking about hockey a little bit later on the podcast, so nice. Do you think Gareth Bale likes hockey? I think Gareth Bale is about to get run out of Spain. It's not the worst thing yeah. that could happen. No, man, I'd like to see him yeah. play every week again if he goes back in the Premier League. So, so Wait, Cardiff... how did you make this about Doctor Who again? <laughs> Sorry, because the BBC and <laughs> yeah, Wales. And... Sorry, Louis, That's we right. left okay. you out. Um, but okay, so Cardiff has a hockey team, and they beat the shit out of Nottingham's hockey team. Is that correct? Yeah, that that's the awesome news. And somebody says "awesome" in a quote in the middle. So. This reminds me of not that awesome. Kind of reminds me of uh, when I studied abroad in Scotland. I practiced one day with the American football team there at the college I studied at, and I was amazingly good at football compared to all of them because they were from Scotland. <laughs> and what what college did you study at, Louis? University of Sterling. Nice. Sterling. Um but yeah, I went out my one of my roommates, I lived with other like international guys and so one of my roommates was from Texas. His name was Trey and he had been an offensive lineman at a Texas college before he studied abroad. And so he decided to go to the American football practice and they were obviously pretty thrilled to get a giant Texan named Trey to block no for kidding. them. Um, but I tagged along one day just because I thought it was kind of weird. And so I just like ran some drills and I was, and I'm not saying this because I'm super amazing at football, but I was just easily the best at throwing, catching, doing all the things that you do in football. <laughs> and it was just like, I don't know. I just have done this in my life. I, um, it's a thing I do. And I don't know. It was just, it was great. And, uh, 
I never ended up playing because my college baseball coach was not super keen on the idea of me playing tackle football in the uh, <laughs> off season. But um, I had a chance there to be a wide receiver on a Scottish university team, which would have been pretty funny. Probably could have played a few other positions nice. too if I wanted. But hey, think back. So think about fun. all the Scottish cheerleaders who would have been excited about that. Ooh. Back to our so many gingers. Back to the elite ice hockey league and our stereotype conversation for a second. Of the 10 teams in the EIHL, only four of them are actually located in England. One is located oh, in yeah? Wales, one is in Northern Ireland, and four of them are in Scotland. So, Oh, so you're trying to get some credence to your bigoted and hateful, yes. hateful, <laughs> Scot- hateful and Scottish, remarks. Scottish people like to fight, and so do hockey people. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. That Venn diagram is just a circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, finally up, Fox News. Can you please bring us more places to drink? They cannot. Oh. Now, there are there are two terrific ones here at the top. Uh, one of them is just, I don't know it, I, how it got awesome. There must be awesome in this long-ass article somewhere. But the one we're not going to dig into just because it's kind of gross. Not, not gross. It's inappropriate podcast talk. Uh, can you really freshen up women's aging eggs? Um... Uh, that's what? probably and less gross than a lot of the things that. we talk about. But. That's true, but uh, I don't. I don't know. It, let's let's go with the one above it. it. I feel like it'll be a short conversation. Can we afford to close Gitmo? Um, yes, Lewis. Yes, Bill. Um, I think we could afford it. Although, as as I discussed in I think our pod that will not air, Betridge's law of headlines says that every answer must always be no, or at least that's what they want you to say. So. I would have a th- I would have a feeling that Fox News believes that we cannot afford to close Gitmo. You think that's what they're gonna say? Really? No. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Maybe if if Gitmo was full of Scots and Welshmen, I would say we we <laughs> couldn't afford to close it because they're so violent. Also, because right, we'd Bill, because <laughs> we'd have to build them a hockey rink too. <laughs> yeah. At a fighting pit. Uh, terrific. God damn it. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome news. The best. You've been great, and your life has some significance to this date. Yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, you're a freak. You're the weekly awesome, awesome person of the week. Awesome person of the week. Awesome person of the week belongs to me this week. Celebrating not their 111th, but the 112th anniversary of the Wright Brothers' failed patent attempt at the first airplane. The uh, Wright Brothers, two years before they finally patented the successful airplane that took them as the first humans into the air, they applied for their first patent of the same aircraft, failed miserably because they were too cheap to hire a lawyer to write it for them, and the clerical errors inside of it got it denied, so two years later. They hired a lawyer, got their patent, and now we all have the privilege of standing in long lines to let some worker see our ween beans in electronic form and then hop into a plane, defy God's will and any laws of human nature, and hurl through the sky for a few hours to get somewhere else. Now, by, by, them, by their lonesome, they, they're both okay, but together they make an awesome person of the week. The Wright Brothers, our awesome person of the week. Is this just a very Byzantine... 
and complicated way of you trying to underline how important lawyers are and getting in a plug for your wife or something. I kind of if, felt that coming too, Louis. If only, if the only they thing. had hired a patent lawyer to really look over <laughs> that document. <laughs> if only they'd have spent the money necessary to get a proper contract writer to look over the document, they'd have succeeded. Josh, do you know of any lawyers who could help me with a contract? <laughs> I don't. In the greater Phoenix area? Wait. <laughs> I do. The, I think this was more a roundabout way for me to complain about how terrifying I think flying is, and that yeah, I just don't. Wanna, Wright brothers had a terrible idea. I didn't want to fixate on that part just because it felt like we would just be talking about your anxieties on the podcast, and <laughs> not that I we can't. I was just thinking about <laughs> another thing you were complaining about just today, as I went through airport security, and I was thinking to myself, does this? And I wonder, and I'm not a security expert, so this is a, and maybe the answer is very obvious to this. this <laughs> I know how to keep, I know how to keep a Welshman out of my belongings. But. Does, does all of this stuff, the me having to take off my shoes and take off my belt and take off my fucking sport coat and all this other, like, does it really work? I, is it really necessary? I don't know. I just it's, feel it like. It seems like. Sorry, no, no, that's it. I and it, it probably does. I'm probably being stupid right now. Of course, it's probably worth it and everything else. It's just so fucking annoying. Well, it's, it, and it's always it's always reactionary, right? It's always after something happens or they right. realize, oh wait, somebody could do that, and then we then we react and have a new regulation that never actually prevents anything. It's just like, oh, now it's just going to be a little more annoying, you know? Right. Right. And my my beef with the whole thing isn't necessarily that we have to go through the security line and have to do all the stupid checks because maybe it is necessary and maybe that whatever. But my biggest beef with it is that like I uh, there are airports out there where you get your ticket and no matter when you get to the airport, you can have your ticket and be through that same security check in 15 minutes. Like the 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 Incheon Airport in Seoul is this it's i know not every airport can be this big but it's like they have the system down and they're doing all the same things but you just walk through because there are so many lines and it's so well don't you feel that way about mccarran in las vegas too i've always gone through security there super super fast fast. super fast yeah there there are a bunch of airports that just do it really well and have it set up in a a way that makes you get through so that's always my beef with that shit fuck flying is the goddamn worst (laughs) um Next segment. <laughs> would you rather watch Kitty Cats playing? Not to say that we wouldn't show Kitty Cats playing. Here come Kitty Cats playing. Welcome to the weekly awesome, awesome video. Awesome video of the week, Louie. What's our awesome video this week? Uh, There's not really a news peg here or any sort of topical reason to include this. Um. I just was tasked with coming up with a video of the week, and this is one of the funniest videos I know of on the internet. Um, and it is a uh, an appearance by the Ultimate Warrior on the Arsenio Hall show. And uh, yeah, there's not much to say about it except steroids are a hell of a drug. And yeah, just uh, basically Arsenio Hall not knowing how to deal with the Ultimate Warrior, which is the correct response, I believe. So. You can find it at theweeklyawesome.com and uh, tell us what you think about it. We're on Facebook or uh, at Weekly Awesome on Twitter. Um, Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy this blast from the past.
It is pretty terrific. All right, we promised it earlier. It's time to talk about hockey. All right, so we got some uh, angry Twitters from some of our uh, fans who enjoy hockey, and we said, hey, guys, you know, I know we haven't talked about hockey yet, and the fellas here we were discussing, and we said, you know what? All right. This week has got to be NCAA March Madness, but let's give them their own segment. So, hey, songs about things. Hockey's a thing. We'd love to write a song about hockey. So, um, fellas, you ready to do this? I'm thinking I want to go. Let's just go straight Ben Folds 5 style. Um, so yep. I'll, get a, I'll get a nice rock beat going. And then, uh, Bill, you just hammer away on those keys. Yep. Um, Louie, why don't you... Uh, why don't you do you got do you got a you got a pedal right you can get that that heavy fuzz oh, uh, yeah. fuzz bass sound i got the okay. big muff Hold on. okay you got the good okay the big <laughs> muff and then uh you know what actually the ben folds five would just be a straight, straight three piece so i'm gonna do uh the built-on keyboard on my or the built-in drum set on my keyboard here uh and rock it out so all right this song songs about things it's called hockey let's do this Nobody gives a fuck about hockey Nobody, nobody Nobody gives a fuck about hockey Nobody, baby If you wanna watch some shit, why don't you eat some as well? So many options for sport, but you watch hockey, what the hell? Like choosing root canal surgery over blowjobs for life It's worse than slivers in your cocker Oppressive dictator strife Yeah! Nobody gives a fuck about hockey Nobody 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 gives a fuck about hockey Nobody, baby Cause hockey is fucking done. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Hockey. Hockey. We're just kidding. We no, we're no, not. we're not. Hockey's fuck. <laughs> hockey's stupid. Next song of the week. Song of the week number two. Louis. What are we listening to? Um. Uh, my big uh music event of the week was uh Kendrick Lamar released his second album um surprise released it on Sunday night last Sunday it was supposed to be out this week and he released it last week um surprise yeah new album called to pimp a butterfly and uh it's follow up to good kid mad city one of the best albums i've heard in a while and so yeah uh it's a pretty dense one, and it's taken me uh, some time to get through. But uh, this song is called All Right, and it stood out to me, and I like it a lot. So Kendrick Lamar with All Right off the album To Pimp a Butterfly. All's my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the face down. Ski 
skimming And let me tell you about my life Painkillers only put me in a twilight What pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings On my record, I'm a motherfucking gangsta In silence for the record, uh Tell the world I know it's too late Boys and girls, I think I've gone great Trying to side my faces all day Won't you please believe when I say When you know We've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate poor, poor. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. Motherfucker, you can live at the mall. I can see the evil, I can tell it. I know it's illegal, I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero, thinking of my partner. Put the candy, painting on a Rico, digging in my pocket. Ain't a profit big enough to feed you every day. My logic, get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your Chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it. Every day I seek you. If I got it, then you know you got it. Heaven, I can reach you. Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog, that's all. Big back and chat, I trapped the back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so rest assured. My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. When you know. We've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate poor, poor. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same, abusing my power full of resentment, resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers. How about that song? How about, How about that song? Good choice, Louis. Generic I like it. I shall, check, I shall check it out when it drops later this week. Wait, you said it dropped already. I shall yep. check it out if it's on Spotify. It is. Um, oh, good. Then I shall listen to it. All right. Next segment. We got a new segment this week. Uh, we had the first segment of it uh, last week, but again, we lost uh, my audio last week. I apologize. Uh, new segment. Hashtag Twitter Wars is what we're calling it. Uh, hashtag Twitter Wars came about as we have uh, done some digging, and turns out you can't really delete anything from Twitter. And we have found some doozy uh, Twitter Wars. Now, I had come across the, the Pat Oswalt, one of my favorite comedians. I know these guys love him, too. Uh, and he just completely engages crazy people sometimes and just gets in arguments on Twitter, and it's really fun to read the threads. And we have unearthed some really good ones. We got the we're on the uh, uh, emergency Twitter alert uh, celebrity channel email list, 
And uh, we got this doozy last night, so you might not be aware of this yet. <laughs> Big news in American hate politics this week. <laughs> Texas Senator and third grade reading champion Ted Cruz has announced he will be seeking the Republican nomination for president of these United States. The buzz was hot in Celebrityville, and last night's super handsome super stoner James Franco twittered at his friend, animal rights activist, and wailing songstress Sarah McLaughlin. This playful exchange amongst friends led to a heated exchange of Twitters between the pair and the office seeker. It started with Franco writing this, At animals are people too. That's Sarah McLaughlin. Did you see that at boxcar children TC, Teddy Cruz's Twitter handle, is going to run versus Hill Hill? He be higher than me, yo. And I'm fucking high! Exclamation point winky face. Let's hug puppies soon. Hashtag you're my BFF. Hashtag Ted Cruz hates waffles. Hashtag weed. Hashtag Hillary, Hillary 2017. Now, this, uh, this could have gone easily unnoticed, but having put the at boxcar children TC, Ted Cruz's secretary saw this Twitter, told the senator about it, and the senator was not happy. The Tea Party hallway monitor replied with this. The only thing high about me, James is my desire for low taxes. Hashtag liberty. Hashtag Canada. Hashtag Cuba. Hashtag I can't actually be president, cause I, but I have not read the Constitution and don't understand how it works. Now, James Franco, being quite high at the time, wasn't checking his Twitters, but luckily Sarah McLaughlin must have been. The moaning solstress replied with this. At TC Boxcar Children. Ignorance is an ugly thing. Happiness is a beautiful thing. I think you are full of ignorance and are very ugly, while abandoned animals, on the other hand, are beautiful. Hashtag save the dogs. Now, before Cruz had a chance to reply, the very high actor replied to his friend with this tweet. I'm full of cookies. Hashtag super high. Hashtag weed, weed, weed. Hashtag I like soda. Hashtag root beer. Now, the evening went on, and in the morning, the first thing that the two woke up to, an angry reply from the disgusting Texan. If God didn't want me to eat dogs, he wouldn't have them running all over my goddamn neighborhood. Hashtag liberty. Hashtag barbecue pit. Hashtag everything's bigger in Texas, even the stray dog barbecues. Now, the very, 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 very stoned James Franco saw this, and got quite upset and replied to the hate-filled Republican with this. At Boxcar Children TC, maybe we could go backpacking sometime. Ha ha, JK, suck my balls, hashtag Franco for president, hashtag Franco 16, hashtag these nuts. McLaughlin piled on with this celebration of Franco's testicles. James, thank you for your hilarious tweet. It pulled me from my silent reverie and from the wreckage that I was feeling Ted Cruz was leaving us in. You're truly my angel, and I feel safe in your arms. Hashtag fly away. But fear not, my Republican comrades. Our unbathed leader had the last laugh. I can't, I can't wait to send you two to a CIA black site. Hashtag president. Hashtag Cruz for life. Hashtag... Flawless hashtag hashtag I woke up like this, and that's a, and that and that's where the Twitter feed was cut and it was deleted from all three of their profiles. Wow, 
what a stirring tale. Where do you guys fall in this? Are, are you are you pro uh, uh, are you pro James Franco testicles? I I, I think I'm I, I think I might vote for Ted Cruz now. I, I think it's good that he takes a stand. He's not afraid to voice his opinion and doesn't take shit from the lamestream media and the Hollywood elites like Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin or however you say her name. I, I haven't get liked what Teddy's saying. I haven't liked anything she's done since the soundtrack to that Nicolas Cage movie <laughs> that I totally I, I, don't remember. I get, I get where Teddy Cruz is coming from. I've eaten dog before and it was delicious. Bill, who are you siding with? Um, man, I gotta side with James Franco in this. If if I could vote for anything for president, I would vote for James Franco's testicles. I I mean, oh, so would I. I bet they're so think- smooth. All right, that's been Twitter. So smooth. That's been Twitter Wars. If you see a great celebrity feud that's been deleted online, send it to us at the Weekly Awesome Podcast or hit us up at Weekly Awesome on Twitter. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Engage us on social media. Next segment, <laughs> the Awesome Quiz. Uh, as we said, we uh, we had technical difficulties last week, but we did have the whole episode. We had uh, we had some good stuff on there. Awesome person last week was um, was Mark Hoppus. From Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, oh yeah, chose Mark Hoppus. Louis, I thought that was fuck a, Blink. I thought that was a terrific choice. I'm sorry that it. I'm sorry that it didn't get on the air. God okay. damn it. He's only, he's just a week older today. Why don't you just give the 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 audience a quick 15 second rundown of what made Mark Hoppus so great? Uh, he made a career about writing, uh, writing sophomoric, uh, butt and fart jokes songs. About why doesn't the girl like me uh, at age like 30 and older. So I think we could all be so lucky um, to become filthy rich off three chord songs that are both catchy and inane. So, Amen. Uh, Bill, what was your awesome video last week? Uh, my awesome video last week was a uh, live performance of Round Ball Rock by John Tesh. Uh, Round Ball Rock, if you don't know it, is uh, more famous as the NBA on NBC theme song. And the um, the live video of it with the John Tesh performance is absolutely amazing because the level of douchebaggery that John Tesh and his orchestra exhibit in that mm. performance is it's off the charts. Just when you think it can't get any douchier than John Tesh describing how he whistled the song to himself on uh like a, or sang the song to himself on an answering machine a fucking violinist comes out dressed like a pirate captain and plays a violin solo <laughs> in the middle of the song so you should probably go watch this video at weekly awesome the weekly awesome.com um we're gonna put up uh this week and last week's both of the awesome ones on there round ball rock uh we're gonna put that and uh, obviously this week's awesome video up on the weekly awesome.com so check it out we'll also have our updated awesome quiz which is where we are in the show uh, results last week. Bill took it home. Woo! Bill took on Louie, and we had we had uh, we had a quiz about uh, in honor of NCAA tournament about funny and weird uh, college mascot names, and it was a nail biter. Bill Bill pulled it out at the end, um, and this week uh, Bill's asking the questions. Louie still sits high atop the table with twelve points. Bill's in second place with seven, and I sit at the bottom with a lowly four. Bill, awesome quiz. What you got? So as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I just got back today from a five day trip to New York. 
And so I've got, I'm kind of in a New York state of mind, um, so to speak. <laughs> and, uh, this better be a Billy Joel quiz. It is not a Billy Joel quiz, but it is a New York, Damn it. a New York centered quiz. Um, so these will be all questions about New York City, things about it, um, things related to it. And we'll just kind of see what you guys know about New York City. Um, I actually have enough questions here to do four rounds of questions as opposed to the customary three. So uh, there are no rules in the weekly awesome quiz, Bill. You can do whatever you want. So four I think we'll go with I think we'll go with four rounds of questions if that's okay with you, Bubba. Do you have some sort of mechanism to determine who I should ask the questions to first? I'll flip my phone, Louie. Do you want screen up or bottom up? Bottom. Ready? Up. Go. It was bottom up. I will. I will go second. Louis is going to go second, so Bubs, you're up first. Here we go. Round one. Starting in the year 1923, which is the year the original Yankee Stadium was completed, and going up to the present day, how many Major League Baseball stadiums have existed inside of New York City since 1923? And I'll, I'll clarify, we are counting both Yankee stadiums as two different stadiums. So I'll, I'll give you that okay. one. That's at least two. How many MLB stadiums okay. have been in the town since 1923? Okay. I don't know if that was before. It seems like. Oh, man. Um, nine. Six. The answer is six. Louis is right. Yankee one, Yankee two, Shea, City Field, Ebbets, and the Polo Grounds. Okay. Those are big I, had, I only knew five of those, and then I just assumed there maybe were more stadiums. <laughs> Switches when the you know, before the teams left for California. Mm-hmm. I, I, had, I had no idea. Damn yep. it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, all, right, all right, Louis, your first round question, um, kind of in a fuck. similar in a similar vein. Um, but not really. It just involves one of those stadiums. The main vein. There is one particular musician who was involved in both the first and last ever rock concerts held at Shea Stadium. Name this musician. Well, I think the Beatles were the first band to play there, so I would say that since Shea was open until the mid-aughts, it's probably Paul McCartney. It sure is Paul McCartney. He was there for the first concert. He was there for the last concert. Sweet. Mr. Paul McCartney. Louis up. One, My favorite two, Beatle. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's favorite Beatle, right? I mean, is there an argument? I don't think so. All right, Boba. Here we go. Round two. What is the current longest running musical on Broadway with over 9,100 performances. Phantom of the Opera. That is correct. I knew that one was kind of going to be right up your alley when you ended up going first. I knew you were going to get that one. So Phantom of the Opera, you got it, man. Sing my angel. 9,100 performances. That's mind boggling that people are still going to see so that show. That's so insane. I just, it hasn't, non, that's nonstop. That's fucking nuts. And also... I'm going to get a little musical theater here for a second, but when you compare Phantom to the stuff that's out there today, it's just so stupid. It's so syrupy it's per- and so it's really cheesy. dumb and just like, man, go see a better a musical. I guess, but 
go see Book of Mormon. Go see Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Uh-huh. Go see Go see a better musical. Don't go see Phantom. Stop it. Just get that shit off Broadway. Can we be done with that now? Please. We're going to uh, we're going to New York in May, and we're going to be for a friend's wedding in upstate. But we're going to be in New York City for two nights, and I think we're we've talked about my wife and I have talked about uh, trying to hit up. Uh, we saw the touring Book of Mormon, but I just want to see it on Broadway, yeah. and then I want to see the Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Yeah. So hopefully, we're going to hit a show each night. You know, but you know, about turns TKTS, out those shows right? are goddamn expensive. Do you know about TKTS? Oh. Is that the last-minute ticket stuff? The last-minute ticket stuff, but even better, don't go to the one in Times Square. Get on the subway, go in the morning, go down to the one at South Street Seaport outside the financial district. You can get the tickets okay. earlier than you can at Times Square. The lines are way shorter. Go check that out. That's a that's a weekly awesome listener tip if you're ever in New York. Go to the TKTS in the South Street Seaport. It's a huge time saver. Um, last, same day weekly tickets. Weekly awesome tips with Bill. Yeah. All right, Bill. All right, cool. Round two now uh, for Louis. It's one to one. Louis, George Washington was sworn in as the first ever United States president on the steps of Federal Hall. On which famous New York street is Federal <laughs> Hall located? Yeah, it seems like it would be a nice little bit of symmetry if uh, the original incredibly wealthy white man who ran this country. Uh, took that oath on Wall Street? That seems like it would sort of work out okay. He sure did, Louie. In okay. fact, if you stand <sighs> on the very spot where George Washington took his oath, you could easily, easily throw a stone through the front windows of the New York Stock Exchange. And we that is a weekly awesome tip. Do that, please. That yeah. would see what is. happens to you. <laughs> but that's that's exactly right, Louie. And I, I couldn't help but think the same thing when I was yeah. standing right there. I was standing in front of the statue of George Washington, looking at it, going like, huh. The original financial profiteer. Is, yep, yeah. yep. This and is, again, uh, we say, if you're dumb enough to do the things we say on this <laughs> podcast and we could come after legally, remember, <laughs> we're a subsidiary of the Fred Savage and the Unbeatables wedding band, LLC, out of Minnesota. And the only property you can come after us for is two pair of shitty speakers. We have a good lawyer, as we mentioned. <laughs> we also have one shitty microphone that belongs to the corporation. So you can have. Yes, we two. also have one shitty microphone. You can have and you can have three dead XLR cables <laughs> that smell like um, beer and sugar. I was at the sugar show. <laughs> That did not go well. That was a debacle. Uh, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Don't play pour, sugar, pour some sugar on me uh, to 500 people and throw a bunch of bags of sugar all over them. <laughs> they will get sticky and not be pleased with you. <laughs> Lesson learned. All right, so we're through round two of the quiz, and Louis has, uh, Louis's got a perfect score right now. It is two to one, so we go back to Bubba here for round three. Uh, round three. Bubba. Duh. What famous Manhattan neighborhood is centered on Canal Street in the Lower East Side. I have no idea. <laughs> um, if I don't, if I don't get the name, but I can describe to you where it is, can I get the points? Sure. Is it where all of the people with AIDS in rent lived? <laughs> No, it is not. Sorry. Ah! I'll give you a hint, although your 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 chance to get the points has now passed. You're incorrect. But I'll give you a hint just for fun. Um, if you walk up and down this section of Canal Street, you will be offered to buy it, – it will be offered to you the opportunity to buy fake Rolexes approximately 1,700 times. The fake watch district? Uh, no, Chinatown. Yeah, same thing. They're actually – 
That's, uh, those are synonymous. Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown is Damn centered it. on Canal Street. Okay, so still 2-1 here. Louie, your third-round question. Another Manhattan neighborhood question. Uh, Manha- For the win. <clears throat> Manhattan likes to name its neighborhoods. Uh, funny little things like the Soho neighborhood is so named because it's south of Houston Street. They're right getting Soho from South Houston. What famous neighborhood is located in the triangle below Canal Street? That would be Tribeca. That's right. Tribeca gets its name from Triangle Below Canal. That's right. So there you go, Lou. You got it, man. 3-1. I do have some fourth-round questions. You guys want me to throw these out there as just fun little wild cards? We'll just see what we can do. I suck. Bubba, would you like your spirit either broken more, or potentially would you like some redemption with this fourth round? If I'm down, you might as well kick me harder. Make it worth it. Let's do it. All right. All right, uh, Bubs. Here we go. <clears throat> Sadly... New York is no stranger to uh, because it's a big city with lots of stuff and lots of people. It's no stranger to terrorist attacks. We all know that. But what we might not know is that one of these terrorist attacks actually occurred in 1920 when a horse-drawn carriage filled with explosives pulled up in front of this major New York bank and it exploded. What famous New York bank named after one of the men who built America was attacked in 1920 by anarchists? I know the names of the anarchists, but not the bank. Sacco and Vanzetti, uh, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Italians. Jerks. Don't get me started, right, uh, Joe? They're, they're almost as bad as the Welsh <laughs> yeah. and the Scots. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Actually, uh, I have a bunch of bad things to say about Italians after my hotel stay in New York this weekend. <laughs> there was a massive group, like 500 Italians, all college age, who were there for a model United Nations, and they were super rude and super pushy and just huge assholes. And I just like, yeah, it pissed me off a lot. Sorry. Anyway, now I'm going to piss off more. Euro- How many European ethnic groups do you think I can piss off in one podcast? I like to fix the plumbing and I eat the pepperoni pizza. Uh, Just, I mean, like, when you're standing in an elevator, asses to elbows with a bunch of other people, and then, like, three other people are standing outside the elevator and two people in your elevator are like, venga, 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 waving their three friends into the elevator. It's like, get the fuck out of here. This is no room for you on this fucking elevator. This isn't how we do things here. Get the fuck out. Jesus. God damn it. I know in Europe you don't have personal space, but in America we do. Get the fuck out of my space. Please send your hate mail to the Weekly Awesome Podcast at gmail.com and feel free to hate Twitter us at Weekly Awesome. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, to answer your question, Bill, uh, I, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, he built, he, one of the people who built America. I'm going to go with uh, was there a Rockefeller Bank? Mm, JP Morgan. Motherfucking J.P. Morgan Chase. Louis, do you want your last one? Uh, Just for yeah. fun? All right. What organization is located across the street from Dag Hammarskjöld Plaza? Could uh, could you say the name of the plaza again? Yeah, I, I'm probably mispronouncing it because it's like a Scandinavian name. Oh, uh, uh, the United Nations. God damn it. Yeah, that's it. He was the second secretary general of the United Nations. Dag Hammarskjöld. Skjöld. Yeah, and uh, Daghammer Skilled Plaza is, is right in front of the United Nations. I didn't know what that meant, but then as soon as I thought about it, it seemed like, yeah. oh, that sounds foreign. Yep, yep. I bet I bet Ted Cruz would have something four to say for about four? it. Ted Cruz would cut the fucking United Nations right out of Manhattan, kick that shit into the East River and see where it floated to. He wants to abolish the IRS, which seems like something. 
I hope he get. Imagine how fun it'll be for everybody if that guy gets the nomination. I know he won't, but it he would won't. be a laughing riot for like a year and a half. It'd be terrific. He makes Scott Walker look competent and serious, which is which is hard terrifying. to do. You guys want to have a fun impromptu segment, really quick? Who do you think is going to get the Republican nomination for president? Ready, set, go. Scott Walker. I, I, I feel like Chris Christie will find his way back into it because everyone else seems so much more laughable. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's I think be fun. He's no matter what, laughable, though. I think it's. Good. I know, but he's. I think, but he seems so much more sane and normal than the rest of them. I think it's going to be Marco Rubio. Really? I, I, think, I don't know why I think Bubba, that. Bubba, I, I think the I main thing I, I disagree want. with you on, Bubba, is that it will not be fun in any way. It will be funny. No, it's already starting. This is going to be so awful. It's the worst. I don't like presidential campaigns. The awesome quiz, Louis sweeps, all questions, I lose again. I still sit at the bottom of the table, four, Bill with seven, and Louis sitting now a cool eight points ahead of Bill at 15 points. Um, I'd, also like worry, to, folks. I'd also like to throw it out there. Um, if you have your own trivia league and you've been, uh, you've been playing on your own and you would like to be the championship to our Premier League and be the team that uh, moves up when <laughs> Bubba gets relegated, uh, just send us an email or uh, tweet at us at Weekly Awesome. Um, cause we'd love some fresh blood, you know, in the, in the league. Ever hey. since that Russian oligarch bought my trivia team, I've been, uh, I've been really good. <laughs> this makes me think, can we do a segment at some point about how Minnesota is going to get an MLS team? Yeah. In a, in a future uh, yeah, let's, podcast. Let's, yeah, we could do that so next week. I'm pretty week. excited about that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Let's do it. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the awesome quiz. Final segment. Song of the week. Number three is coming from me. Uh, there's a, uh, what seems to be a pretty cool little music fest in a park right in the middle of downtown here uh, this weekend. It's called the McDowell Mountain Music Fest. It's three days, uh, just two stages, a main stage and a local stage. But they uh, got beer vendors, and uh, it's only maybe six, seven blocks away. So I'm going to head there for at least two of the three days. Uh, and uh, Friday night, headliners are Passion Pit. And I haven't seen them live, and I'm a big fan of Passion Pit. So uh, pretty excited. So I'm going to head down there and put on a public display of intoxication and uh, enjoy some Passion Pit. So uh, here's my favorite Passion Pit song from their debut album, Manners in 2009. It is Little Secrets. It's great.
like that song. Me too. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Weekly Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check everything out. Uh, we're on iTunes now, so download us on iTunes. And everybody, please, if you could just take one second, go to iTunes and uh, give us a rating and uh, maybe leave some comments. We've been told that's a way to get up in the rankings because uh, right now uh, when you type our name in, you still have to search for us. Uh, so, yeah, if you could go on there and do that, uh, we're also available on Stitcher and, uh, as always, uh, our uploader. Uh, SoundCloud. They've got an app. Any of those places, check us out. Uh, theweeklyawesome.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at weeklyawesome on Twitter, and the Weekly Awesome Podcast at gmail.com. If you have a uh, thing you want us to write a song about, if you've found some Twitter wars uh, that are hidden, if you've got anything else you'd like to talk about, you got a question for a pop star, or you find a really funny Craigslist profile, send them our way on one of those, and we'll try to get it on the air. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. It's been uh, NCAA March Madness Drinking Game Week. I am thoroughly trashed, and I had an awesome time. Well done, fellas. Great show. Yeah, you too. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm Bubba. I'm Louie. And I'm Bill. And remember... Floss them choppers. Throw a knuckleball. Play DDR in your birthday suit. Spear a stranger. Eat peanut butter straight from the jar. Experiment with opiates. Subvert societal norms. Fly away from a cold, dark hotel room. Eat some buffer rings. Experiment sexually. Watch a super old episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Pickle some tuna fish. And remember, always shoot for awesome. Have an awesome week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. The end has come. It's time to say goodbye. But don't be sad Think of all the fun we've had I'll see you soon Don't think you've lost some Cause next week we'll be Fucking awesome too Can I tell you another thing that'll make you laugh? Yes, please. Uh, I went to go get my shoes shined while I was in New York because I wore them on Friday night to the show and they got really dirty because it was snowing the whole time. So I went to go get them shined because I needed them again on Sunday for the concert we were going to. And get I got, my old shoes shined. I, I got them shined outside of Grand Central Terminal. Oh, Mr. William, how would you like your shoes shined this three, week, sir? Three guys there shining shoes. And I sat down at the thing. The guy who shines my shoes doesn't say a word. He's just quiet the whole time. He's shining them. He puts the stuff on them, buffs them up, whatever. Takes a couple minutes. Mr. William get... gets angry when I speak <laughs> during his shoe shines. He strikes get... me with his fist, sir. <laughs> so I get down off the thing, and I ask the guy what I owe him. He tells me. I pay him the money. He hasn't said a word to me, right? He's like, hey, man, come here. I'll tell you one that'll keep you going all day. I'm like, okay, what's up? So I lean in. And he proceeds to just tell me a, just a super dirty joke. He goes, I'll tell it here. It's pretty dirty. He goes, what do women and the weatherman have in common? I said, man, I don't know. He goes, they're only concerned with two things. How many inches is it and how long is it going to last? And then that was it. He like laughed and got the next guy on the chair and ignored me. That's all he said to me the whole time.
Master William likes a good joke, he does, sir. He likes a good joke. It keeps him happy, sir. So, anyway, that's my New York City shoeshine story. You forgot to have your shoeshiner speak in the correct orphan British accent that apparently Bubba <laughs> oh, is really, yeah. really yeah, wanting. Br- it's, it's just British orphans everywhere in the streets of New York shining shoes. <laughs> I think that was more house elf, though, wasn't it? I, was, I, I feel like my I feel like my orphan boy warped into a little bit of Dobie the house elf, but I do think that uh, Bill tells shoe shining stories needs to be a new segment. Let's work on the theme music for that. Um, anyway, uh, our, our hockey. Sorry, our our ho- <laughs> Some of our fans uh, sent us some. It's uh, Bubba, it's your mom. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> is calling. Of course it's Bubba's mom. Uh... <laughs> so is your mom. That's a pretty good outtake, I'd say. Bubba's mom yeah, that was one... my mom during a show. <laughs> <laughs>